0: Lots of provincial news for us to talk about this morning. So let's turn to Richard Zussman, our global news reporter over in Victoria. Good morning, Richard.
1: Good morning, Simi. How are you doing?
0: I am good, thank you. So we've got one of those special press conferences coming up today.
1: Yeah, we do. So it's going to be some modelling coming out from Dr. Bonnie Henry and uh, Health Minister Adrian Dix. So not only will we get the provincial update in terms of the case numbers, we'll also get to take a look at uh, some of the modelling work. And for the first time... Uh, we're going to get a look at uh, the regionality of COVID-19 in the province and uh, also the origin of spread of COVID-19 in terms of the cases that came into the province and and how the transmission took place of COVID-19. This is all the data that the province has been looking at to make uh, decisions. So uh, we've seen two previous versions of modeling, uh, and uh, those modeling numbers have been used by the experts to say, yeah, this is what our spread is looking like this is what our hospitalizations are looking like, uh, and that's what the uh, what impact it's having on our healthcare system, and therefore we can make these decisions. So, uh, we anticipate we'll get a sense from Dr. Henry today about this next grouping of numbers and what that will mean moving forward as we move towards the next phase, Phase Three, uh, which Premier Horgan alluded to, will start. Um, coming into effect in the middle of June, so only a few more weeks away.
0: Right. So even though they're going to be giving us kind of some regional models here, that doesn't mean that they're going to change anything in terms of how they are approaching reopening in the province.
1: No, it's a great question, Simi, and one that's been uh, topical the last few days. Uh, B.C. Liberal leader Andrew Wilkinson wrote a letter to Premier Horgan earlier this week uh, asking uh, for Horgan and Dr. Henry to consider um, easing restrictions in some regions earlier than others especially the Okanagan uh, which is now COVID-19 free in terms of uh, no new test positive cases over the last uh, 14 days so the incubation period and there hasn't been a test positive case of COVID-19 on Vancouver Island uh, since May 7th and so uh, there's been uh, some calls uh, that those regions should be able to ease restrictions quickly. But uh, what both Premier Horgan and Dr. Henry have said is, you know, people travel in this province. Uh, there, is, there are no travel bans in place. And although people are being encouraged to only uh, travel for essential travel, uh, that's obviously not happening in many cases. So uh, Dr. Henry says our strategy has worked. We'll continue our strategy and uh, all restrictions um, will be eased uh, for the entire province, not based on on different regions, based on the cases in those regions.
0: Right. Now this could all get trickier. We know that we were expecting like a little increase in the numbers, right? Dr. Henry said to be prepared for that with the reopening of the province. I kind of feel like we saw that yesterday with that spike up to 22
1: Yeah, but what was really interesting about the spike of 22 is where the cases are located. So just one of those new cases was in Coastal Health, which includes the city of Vancouver, but 21 of them in Fraser Health. And there was no briefing yesterday, so we don't know specifically where those um, cases come from, but they very easily could be linked uh, to the two workplace cases. We saw a few days ago and uh, we just don't know for sure because we didn't have the specifics through that briefing Uh, and that would not be a huge surprise but it does indicate how uh, vulnerable a workplace can be if a case of COVID-19 gets into that workplace so as we reopen and put in very specific guidelines and are reminding people to keep their distance and to wash their hands and uh, provide uh, you know extra cleaning and workstations and all of those things uh, you know, this could be a case of why that is so incredibly important. And it just shows uh, how quickly COVID-19 can spread in some cases. And then on top of that, there were zero cases in Northern Health, zero cases in Interior Health, and zero, zero cases in Island Health yesterday.
0: Right. Okay. now I know they're worried as well about this protest coming up on Friday because if people start to gather, are we going to see those numbers increase?
1: Yeah, the language is really interesting coming from the province on this. So uh, yesterday, Premier Horgan was asked about uh, the protests and uh, it is a fundamental right of all Canadians to be able to protest, to stand out there and and show their anger and frustration uh, towards the systemic racism that we've seen in our communities and and have seen uh, in the United States. And Premier Horgan made that very, very clear, Uh, but also there was an indication through this press release yesterday from Dr. Henry and Adrian Dix that they would like people to think about protests differently, you know, gather in groups of 50 people. There currently is a ban still in this province of gatherings of more than 50 people. And that's, I'm hearing from a lot of people frustrated around seeing the protest sizes and saying, well, you know, it doesn't make sense that they can have a massive protest. Whereas, you know, I have a loved one who's died and I can't have a funeral because I can't have a gathering of more than 50 people and the way that Horgan explained that was around they continue to encourage people to distance they continue to encourage people who wear masks but they ultimately it's a right to protest and it's not a planned event and I think there's potentially some flaws in that argument considering weddings are not planned events either Uh, but I think that the message is keep your distance and monitor your health if you go to the protest and I think There would be a preference for health reasons not to see these events, but there's an understanding that they are an important part of our rights as Canadians.
0: Okay, very quickly, I want to talk about the education system here as well. There's concerns about September, what is that going to look like, uh, teacher layoffs. And then I heard Rob Fleming, the education minister, float the idea and say that there would be no layoffs, that the province would step in and what, perhaps make those teachers available for online learning? Is, Is that what's going on?
1: Yeah, so I think this is a complicated one, and and the layoff issue circles around a way drop down international student enrollment, and you know part of it will be potentially the districts do not hire back. Uh, positions where somebody has retired, but the school system already is so short that I think the expectation would be those positions will be needed moving forward. So it's one of those things where we've heard something from the province, but haven't seen a stable plan on what that looks like. And then the other issue around virtual learning is if this continues through September, what do parents do that are going back to work? And what do teachers do who are struggling to balance both virtual learning and in-class learning? So there's a lot still to tackle there, Simi. Uh, That's what the summer's for. But again, teachers won't be working during the summer. So if they need any training, uh, they're severely running out of time to do that as well. It's a work in progress. We know that COVID-19 and all the changes, but this is one of those things where there's going to be some Serious thinking that needs to be done.
0: I'll bet there is. Okay, and very quickly on the transit situation as well, what's the deal with the transit funding?
1: Yeah, so this one was weird to me. Premier Horgan alluded to yesterday. He believes the transit issues are solved by this money that came from the federal government around municipal funding. But uh, my reading of the municipal funding was that was for infrastructure projects but that could include maintaining public transit so there's still conversations happening between the federal government and the province about that money coming from Ottawa and then in turn conversations between Premier Horgan and TransLink uh, and what that means to ensure that TransLink can continue its service because as we know it's such a vital service and has been hit so hard uh, during the pandemic due to a massive drop off in ridership.
0: All right thanks very much for that Richard.
1: Yeah, thanks, Simi. Have a great day.
0: You too. That's Richard Zussman, our global news reporter over in Victoria. So, yes, there is that modelling press conference coming up this afternoon along with the daily briefing. So I believe the modelling conference is at like 1.45 or so, the briefing coming at the regular time, 3 o'clock. So it'll be a busy afternoon in terms of information, getting an idea of what the picture of COVID-19 looks like in B.C. And, of course, keep it tuned in right here to 980 CKNW for the very latest on all of that.